All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about going to a prototype con, going to an unpub, a proto spiel. You've been to a million of them. You've played a thousand prototypes. And so what is your best advice for someone who's going to one of those or is maybe at one of those listening to this podcast? Like they're on the road right now. They're going there right now. What would you tell them are kind of the big things that they need to know? So my advice for prototype con would be focus on making your game better. And that sounds really dumb and that sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised at how many designers go to a prototype con and then and then don't take feedback or resist feedback or are like, no, I think this game's pretty much done. I'm just playing it now to see if like a lot of prototypes I play, I'll sit down, I'll be like, what kind of feedback are you after? They're like, well, I just want to tweak the numbers at this point. And we'll play the game and it'll just have some, like someone will get knocked out one round in due to nothing that they controlled or the game will literally break halfway through. And so no matter what stage you think your game is at, if you're at a prototype con, soak up as much advice and wisdom and feedback as you can. Because as as much as you love your game, as much as you might think it's done, if it's fundamentally breaking and people are telling you that, you don't want to have your fingers in your ears saying la la la. Yeah. If I can just jump in real quick. I was at Please. Origins last year in the uh, unpub room and that was where i experienced the worst game i've ever played in my entire life uh, it was terrible in every every stretch <laughs> <Was> it <cop? laughs> uh, no it was uh i don't, don't want to give too many details away just in case but um it was terrible and but that's called village pillage uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was this crazy guy in this game no but it was a a deck builder but it was like a a single like deck builder like you're putting everyone puts cards into the same deck instead of building your own everyone's building one in the middle it's still oh, yeah. competitive but I think it had so much potential to be a good game, like if it had changed everything but the one mechanism. Uh, but I was giving this guy feedback. I'm like, hey, man, this this doesn't work, and I hate I hated this. This was no fun at all. There was no choices. This part of the game was just me randomly th- selecting a card, and like I have no like there's no like choice. No it was just like I doing, guess yeah. I'll choose this one. And so I'm giving him this feedback, and he just like wouldn't hear any of it. Didn't want to hear any of it. And then he was apparently pitching to a publisher right right after our playtest. He had publishers coming in to like, check out the game. And it's like, okay, he's already determined that this game is publishable, that it is ready to be pitched. And so all he was really there for was to have people tell him his game was great. That's all he really wanted was for yeah. us to sit there and go, yes, this is the best game I've ever played. But it was the worst game I've ever played, and it, 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 it was frustrating because he didn't really care to hear anything. And so everything I said, it was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's like, why Why are you here? Yeah. Why are you here right now? This doesn't make any sense. You're in this place, in theory, to make your game better, but that's not really what you want. And so it, it can be a really annoying thing. Yeah. So, so my, my number one bit of advice would be, if you're going to prototype con, do it to make your game better. No yeah. matter how good you think it is, no matter how much your playtesters at home love it, no matter how many times you've played it by yourself and not had any trouble, go there with the old goal of making your game better and don't argue feedback. Right. If someone starts arguing feedback, I'll stop giving it. I'll just be like, okay, cool. Like, I'll nod, I'll smile, I'll listen to them, talk back to the feedback, and then I'll walk away and play another game. Because mm-hmm. I play a lot of prototypes, and I love it. I love giving feedback. But if you're not, if you if you're gonna argue it, then it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. Uh, other tips I would have is make it, cl- and this might sound like contradicts my first one. Make it clear what kind of feedback you're looking for. Because most people don't know how to give feedback. So if you give them a, a direction at the start of the play session, then they can keep an eye out for it. Yeah. So if you know if, if you are just looking for tweak numbers, just be like, hey guys, thanks for playing my game. Obviously, be very grateful and thankful because the people are putting their time into it. 
Uh, thanks for playing my game. I'm really up to this kind of feedback, but if you get other feedback at the end, don't argue it, don't dismiss it. Just that will that will further ensure that you get the kind of feedback that you're after. Uh, there are a few obvious ones that um, I'll say just in case people don't know it. Wear deodorant. <laughs> I have had my husband at playtest being like, I don't really want to playtest with that guy again because his BO was so appalling that every time he leaned over me, I wanted to leave the table. Right. So really uh, deodorant, um, playtest other people's games as much as they play yours. Basic give and take reciprocation. It's important to, this is a kind of a specific one. If you've got a game of a certain type, look at what other games of that type have done to make your UI as easy to access as possible. I once played a worker placement game where instead of placing workers on spots, there was a spreadsheet and you just put your worker next to the line on the spreadsheet and everyone had to lean in and read the words on this. It just, it didn't have a look at what other games of your genre have done and, Im and imitate that UI so that you can make the, make, you want people to play the game, not play the prototype. Right. So anything you can do with that, that, that direction is really helpful. Yeah. No, that's great advice, man. Anything else? Let people know what kind of game is, I touched on this in the main bit, let people know what kind of game they're sitting down for before they sit down. Yeah. If, if you have a six hour 4X, I want to know that before I'm sitting down. Because <laughs> right. I will say, I either can't play that or I will play around. And if you don't want some, someone to play around, you want to play the whole thing, then uh, <laughs> I want to know that before I sit down. Otherwise, I'm going to leave halfway through your game. One piece of advice I've, I've heard I think is really good. If you do have a six hour 4X, don't expect to play the whole thing. Yeah. But instead, when you've played it with your regular playtesters, take a photograph of a setup point a third of the way through, half the way through, three quarters of the way through, and whatever part of the game you want to test, just start from that point. Yeah. If you only want to test the end, set it up as if you're at the end of a game and you should have played an entire game to know what that looks like and just get people to play from there. It won't be the same thing, but it means that you can really get four or five playtests over the course of a weekend of the one part of the game that you need to playtest rather than one of the whole thing. Yeah, that's a great point. Even if you just have like a two-hour game, it's not, you know, two hours isn't that long. It isn't, you know, Twilight yeah. Imperium or anything. But go ahead and, and pick, take the pictures, set it up, tweak some things, start from halfway through. That way people are only playing an hour as opposed to two hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, generally, generally speaking at a con, I never play a game for more than an hour. I have a game right now I'm working on. It's called Boons of the Gods. And the first half is a Carcassonne-style tile-laying game. You're placing all these hexes and, and earning food and gold and diamonds and stuff like that as you place them because you're all playing gods creating the world then everyone turns from gods into mortals and you play a 4x game on that map that you've just built using the resources that you collect in the first half as your resources the whole thing is going to be like two to three hours i'm never going to take that to an event and be like hey guys we're going to play this so right now i'm really focused on building that map i want to get that stage to be really fun and quick and intuitive and once i've got that i'll have a few maps that I can save and I will play the first part of the next game. And then once I've got that nailed, I can, you know, play the end game. So I'm, I'm splitting it up into chunks and playtesting each of those chunks separately rather than expecting someone to sit down and play a, a three hour game with me when they want to be playing as many games as possible and their own games. Yeah, for sure. I was at, uh, at Origins and there, there was a guy that had a really cool game. It looked good. He had put a lot of time and effort into the, the appearance of it. And he's telling me that I'm super excited. Yeah, man, let's play. How long does it take? He's like, oh, it's about three, three and a half hours. And I was like, Mm -mm. No, I got <laughs> no. Thank you. Well, first of all, it's like eleven o'clock at night right now, and I really don't <laughs> want to go to bed at four a.m. Uh, but and so, God, man. But if he had said, "Hey, it, it normally takes like three hours. 
but here we can play this 30 minute right. couple rounds and I'm like oh You'd be heck in. yeah yeah let's do it I'll, you know I'd go for that in a heartbeat but that wasn't an option it was either zero or yeah. three hours and it's like well it's not gonna work my last piece of advice would be and this this is a weird one that it took me a while to learn if you've just played let, let's say you and I have just played a game together and I have not liked your game and I've given you a lot of constructive but generally negative feedback uh, don't as you don't immediately then play my game. That's a good because point. Because <laughs> no, no matter how detached you are, no matter how much right. ego you think you don't have, you a part of you is always going to be resenting the other person and you are going to hate their game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have games that I know are good and I, that's not because they're mine. It's because I've had them blind play tested by 100 people and I know that they're a good game that people like. But after, after giving fairly harsh criticism to someone's game, we've turned around and played mine and they've hated it. Mm-hmm. And I played it with them six months later, and they've been like, "This game's great. Why'd you never show me this before?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I, I I don't mention it, but yeah, if you've just had your game demolished by someone, no matter how good their intentions were, no how how detached you think you are from it, don't turn around and play their game. It's going to be a bad time for everyone." Yeah, that's great advice. Well, man, Peter, again, really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck with the Kickstarter, and good luck with everything else you got going on right now. Thank you so much. It's been a delight.